This episode of Beyond Your Why is brought to you by our Why app. Head over to whyinstitute.com to take our free Why app and discover your why today. So I've got a great interview for you today, a guy by the name of Chris Walker, good friend of mine. We're in a mastermind group together. He's the co-founder of a company called Truth Nutraceuticals, as well as the co-founder of Kinobody. Look them up online. Their videos are everywhere. They get over 100 million views per year. And so the first part of the interview is going to be about health and nutrition. The second part of the interview is going to be about how to get your business more exposure online. I'm looking forward to you hearing this interview. Hey, welcome, everybody. I am super excited about today's podcast. You know, I told you that I was going to be bringing different people every week, some that you know, some that you don't know. And some that are famous and some that are not so famous. But I wanted to bring different whys to the podcast so that you can see how their why has played out in their life. And so today, I've got a great guest for you, man. You're going to love this guy. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. We're in a mastermind group together. We, we met in a mastermind that was kind of a hand-picked group. And his why is to make sense of the complex or challenging. So you're familiar with that why. And how he does that is by finding better ways to do things. And then what he brings is a trusted relationship where you can count on him. And so let's see how this kind of has played out in his life. And uh, well, let me introduce you to him. His name is uh, Christopher Walker. He is the co-founder of Truth Nutra and Kinobody. Truth Nutra is a nutraceutical company, and Kinobody is a, a fitness and health company, and he's the author of several books on men's health. He now reaches over 100 million viewers per year on social media with nat natural health education. So Chris has his degree in neuroscience from Duke University, and he likes to paint, and he likes to surf, and he likes tequila in his free time. So uh, welcome, Chris. How are you doing tonight? Doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm so excited to have you on the, on the podcast. Uh, we've had some great conversations, and I'm looking forward to, to kind of sharing that with everybody else. Yeah, yeah me too. So, so why don't we just start with your story, because you've got a really fascinating story. And, and you know, you're, how old are you now? Uh, 28. You're 28. Did you yeah. just have a birthday? No, I, no my birthday's in July. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you're 28, but you've done a, a, quite a bit uh, in those 28 years. Kind of tell everybody a little bit about uh, Truth Nutra and how you got started with that and, uh, and what's going on with Truth Nutra. Yeah, so, I mean, it actually started, uh, it's one of those, it, it's a company that has a lot of meaning uh, to, to me personally. And then that, you know, and there's, it's definitely a mission-based company based on my own story. And, uh, you know, back... So I just to, you know, kind of long story short, when I was a teenager, uh, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, had some kind of a, uh, got a bit disenfranchised with the allopathic medical system as it is in the U.S. because, you know, first off, it took them a couple years to even find the tumor before they would even do a blood test. They were, but they were prescribing drugs. They were putting me in therapy. They were doing all sorts of, you know, stuff that had nothing to do with the tumor. 
yet they were very, you know, willing to do that kind of thing. And uh, finally, I got a blood test. They, fi- they find the tumor with an MRI. Uh, then, then the options were, again, just, you know, expensive medical treatments, uh, being on hormone therapy for the rest of my life, things that didn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of, uh, like, sustainability. And by that point, I just didn't trust them because I'd gone through a few years of not really trusting uh, my doctor's advice. And um, that led me down the road. That spurred my interest in natural remedies. And so I was looking at, at that point, um, you know, how do you get rid of a tumor naturally? And uh, that's probably on the more extreme end of the spectrum in terms of like trying to get rid of something. Um, And, uh, but there are a lot of, like, you can really, I'm of the belief that anything that is a, a dysfunction in the human body if you uh, if you know what to do and if you try things and, and try and figure out how to get out of your body's own way, because so, it's a self-healing organism, so it's going to heal itself if you can get rid of what's causing the issue in the first place. Um, I didn't really know what was causing the issue, but I knew how to get out of my body's way and let it heal itself. And it turned I turned to things like fasting. Was I would do water fasts for days at a time, up to, up to five days. Wow. Um, I kind of shifted my nutrition quite a bit, my exercise habits uh, to, to be something that would more um, optimally uh, like enhance my, my hormonal health because I had a lot of hormonal problems because this tumor was in the pituitary gland. Oh, wow. It, you know, like all my, my focus just shifted in that direction just toward healing my body hormonally and uh you know, giving it some time to, because uh, with the water fasting, it was all about like um, giving the body time. I, I had read that that fasting therapies are very effective, especially when they go longer term. I mean, three to five days in terms of fasting ther- therapy is very short term. Some people will go and they'll cure, you know, like tumors all over their body if they go fast for like 30 to 40 days who have like, you know, very serious issues. Um you know, there's a fasting clinic that I've been to, just as an aside, there's a really great one here in the U.S., which I was surprised it even exists in the U.S. because it's hard to get anything around the current medical system here. But um, it's in, in Northern California called True North, and they do these these therapies for people. Um, I didn't go there until more recently, but they have, they like cure uh, type 2 diabetes all the time. They cure cancers, they cure lupus, all sorts of autoimmune dysfunction. Um, so it's really effective as a treatment. So I was I was doing this stuff. It eventually led me down the road. Uh, you know, I was obsessed with testosterone as a guy. Uh, got my own testosterone levels from 11 nanograms per deciliter up to almost 1,200 through this process. Uh, all my friends were asking about it. Just kind of led down this road back into, um, you know, like an entrepreneurial type of lifestyle. When some when there's a need in a market, and I have entrepreneurial tendencies anyway you see this need and you want to like teach people how to do and, and build this value exchange there. I also, you can sell your book, you can sell a you know, product service, anything, anything that, so I kind of saw that as, Hey, I could, I could like build a business helping people because there's generally, an, there, there's a big interest in this one, you know, area with testosterone. And uh, that kind of branched. I did that for a few years, built a business off it. Um, learned how to uh, do marketing effectively, how to get people to care about the message and uh, how to like look for, look for things that people see if I can, hopefully that doesn't keep going. 
Um, like looking for just, just ba basic uh, like psychological principles, things that people would be interested in. And um, shoot, sorry, let me. I'll let him out. Do not disturb. There we go. <laughs> um, this is a Slack channel I've got on here. <laughs> it never seems to follow my directions, though, even if I. Let's see. All right. All right. So I'm, on, I'm on the snooze now. There we so, go. So that's kind of how I started learning marketing. I wanted to sell my book. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd done a failed startup out of, out of uh, college. You know, we, we did more of a traditional type, like a tech startup, a lot of engineering involved. We had huge ambitions, but we had no like sales or marketing savvy at all. Like, we were just trying to make something cool and we didn't know how to get people to care about it. So this was like my, I, I really wanted people to care about this. So I learned how to get them to care about it. And, um, well, your story in itself is enough to get people excited about it. Right. I mean, just well, hearing you speak about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I started to realize that that's one of the main components I think of, of, um, I mean, storytelling is like at the base of human experience all throughout history. So like we, we love stories. We love to resonate with people that have similar stories to our own. Yeah. Uh, and who could have overcome something possible. Like that's it was like in my case, there are actually a surprising amount of people out there, guys with low testosterone, even though they might not have had issues with tumor that caused it. it it's, there are also a lot of people that have tumors, but there's like with low testosterone, there's a lot of guys that have low testosterone and they were looking for help. And I had overcome that naturally, potentially a more severe type of issue than they they're dealing with where a lot of people have low testosterone just because of poor nutrition habits, poor uh, exercise habits, you know, years of nutrient deficiencies. That's sort of, they're actually simple things you could solve. And, but I, I started to see that and it morphed it basically that thing morphed into a website getting like over a million visitors a month turned into, um, you know, launching the, the truth Nutra, the supplement brand. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to get, do something that was like bigger than testosterone too. Something that was bigger where I could serve men and women for all sorts of different issues. Cause at that point I started to see these principles that were at play with the testosterone information where I was like, because I see the body as a system that can heal itself. You start to realize that you can use the same principle based methodology to go and, and solve all sorts of problems. And, um, that's kind of how, Truth Nutra was born. That's how we have this, this really this mission of, of helping people um, solve, like for niches that they typically go toward pharmaceuticals for and they think they have no other option. We look at those niches and say, there is another option. Uh, here's, you know, here's, a, here's your, good, your good option right here. Here's the system. Here's a way to eat. Here's a way to you know, um, exercise and help your body. We give a lot of information along with just you know, we don't just sell supplements and not have any other support. It's more, more that we make these nutraceutical formulas all natural and they're, they're all backed by, by research that, you know, they're not just like thrown together. Yeah. And, um, and then we have like, you know, we help them along with, with courses and stuff too. And, you know, kind of a systems based look at the human body. So that's kind of how it turned into that. So let's go back a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about, Okay, so how old were you when you started? You were 17 when you started the fasting? Uh, I was 19 when I started fasting. 
So why does fasting work? Because if I just heard that, if I was just somebody coming on this podcast and I heard someone say, yeah, you do fasting, it'll cure all these different things. Why is that? What happens when you fast? Well, if, if you believe that your body can heal itself without, uh, without your... So, all right. So here's probably like the most basic way to look at it. Um, when we're born, we, we're at, typically unless our, our mother is, has health issues where the baby has a problem, Typically, you're born as a, as a child and, and you're in like a state of perfect health, right? Yep. As perfect as it will get in your life. What happens is your health really deteriorates throughout your life because of things that you introduce into your body. So, and I call these things blockers. Like they're, it, it, typically, it, there's a lot of things that are blockers to your health that a lot of people don't know about. And they just are doing these habits or eating these things. They're there's, you know, allowing their stress to, they don't have stress management. And so they're over in, when you're a teenager, that might not, or a child or a teenager, that might not be as evident as when you get into your late twenties, you get into your thirties, forties, fifties, where the body gets into this state of disease. If you accept that that's true, then it is very logical to say, Hey, there's the, the reason that I, I'm slowly deteriorating into that or quickly depending on how many blockers are there, it's, it's because of the, what I'm introducing into my body. So you have to look at, okay, why does fasting really make sense? And it, fasting has been done for thousands of years. People have fasted. Animals fast all the time. You see your dog get sick, your dog's not going to eat. It won't eat, or it'll try and eat grass to just like, you know, throw up whatever was in its stomach, i.e. whatever made it sick in the first place, trying to get rid of that, and it'll fast. But, um, you know, people have been using fasting therapies for a long time because really what it is is you're, you're just getting rid of the noise in your body and you're letting your body just take care of itself. And what it does is it's going to um, start to eat away at things like obviously excess body fat is one of them, but also at, at the, uh, it's going to eat away at, on like tissue level at um, tissues that don't really belong in the system, i.e. something like a tumor would be, you know, one of those things. And that's why also body fat, like excess body fat is something that typically your body doesn't even really want to be there. Um, so because it also stores a lot of estrogens and a lot of you know, toxins are very easy to store in body fat. So your body will start getting rid of that stuff um, on these fasts and uh, it does it just on its own. It's like it's always tr trying to trend back toward a state, that perfect state of health, like when you were born. Um, it wants to go back there, but typically we're dragging it in the opposite direction. So, um, I mean, that's why fasting works. It's your body's always trying to trend back toward that, that, that perfect health. So you went through this process yourself and then that kind of did that, is that what was, um, the impetus for you to go on to college and get your degree in uh, neuroscience? Yeah, pretty much. Cause I didn't, at that point I didn't trust the doctors and I kind of had the the idea that I say it now when, when I'm doing videos and stuff is like, you know, nobody can care or nobody should care about your health as much as you do. So, um, you know, I started to realize that was true because when you're growing up, you just assume all oh, the doctor cares about, you know, your health. But it really, when you look realistically that it's, you know, they're, they're running a business too, or they're part of another business where the time matters. They can't possibly care. Even if they're a good person, they cannot possibly care about you as much as you should be caring about yourself. Like they have 30 minutes to see or 20 minutes to see 15. And uh, that's why it's so easy for them to prescribe drugs to people because 
it's it's like the band-aid of you know all right and most people don't even care about their health at all in the first place so they're or they're not educating themselves about it so they'll willingly take those drugs they'll willingly do things that aren't actually going to really help them because they they are trying to escape from it anyway like not trying to own the responsibility for how they got into a poor state of health in the first place so um that's kind of where i was like all right i want to go arm myself with enough knowledge that i can I can uh, solve the problem myself because I care about this. If I don't care about it, no one else will. So, so what you were seeing happening didn't make sense to you. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Bring it back to the why. I mean, that's basically, it doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, yeah, it's almost like you just have to, in my mind, it was, I was like waking up to a reality that I hadn't seen before. Right. Yeah. When I was sleeping. So it's like, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to do something different. Yeah, and it's, it's been interesting, you know, again, bringing it back to the why is that when I, when you took the why app and I saw your why, because that's not what I was expecting it to be. You've got a company called Truth Nutraceutical, so I was expecting your why to be trust. But then when you took the why app and it came up makes sense, it made even more sense. Yeah. Because of now that I know what you've done and how you've gone and taking something that's so complex like getting healthy a natural way and you dove in and you made sense out of it. You figured it out. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, when, I, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well you did and you, and it worked for you and it's worked for many, many, many people. Yeah. And then you went and got all the real information about it. You said, Oh, Hey, this worked. Now, why did it work? Let me go to college and figure this out, get more information about it so I can really have an impact. Yeah, and, and that helps too with, uh, you know, looking back, it's not why I did it, but the uh, credibility factor is like, I do know what I'm talking about. I've, I've been in the middle, of, I, like I went to a research institution and I've learned from, you know, some pretty smart people on how, how things work and everything. So that, that helps in it too. And seeing from that side of it too, how little is actually known on their side, you know, everyone trusts those institutions just as, you know, they give too much trust to, to those institutions. Um, but now, so yeah, I've, I've kind of like sifted through things in the, that your, your why app makes a lot of sense or, yeah, <laughs> it, it makes, it, it helps me make sense of, of, you know, my own motivation there. Um, when looking back at it, cause I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that, I, that I'm, that's what I was always sifting for. I was always looking to like, try and make sense of, you know, something and, and, um, you know, be, and then translate it. Cause I, I also just have this compulsion to like, give it, give that information. I want, if there's somebody that I care about and you know, and I care about also my audience online, like as it's grown and I've heard people's stories and stuff. And it's like, I do care about trans translating the information. I, if I see someone doing something that I think is incorrect, then, then I'm, I'm not forceful about it, but I, I would like to share what I think is true with them. So Tell us, a, tell us a little bit about the book that you wrote. So it's called Master Your Tea. Um, it's, at this point, I think it's like 500, almost 600 pages, somewhere in the five, 500 something pages. I've updated it four times um, over probably, I don't even remember the first, I think six years. I think I wrote it in 2012, first, the first version of it. Um, and, you know, it's got about 850 uh, scientific references in the back. It's very well cited. 
uh, which is, that takes forever. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully people appreciate that. But yeah, there, there's a, it's well cited. There's a lot of science involved in it. Um, Why and, did you write it? Uh, I originally, I wrote it because so many, so many people were asking me about what, how I, how I did, you know, increase my testosterone so much naturally. And they, there was so many, but there was enough people asking about it where I was like, okay, I need, I have wanted to write a book anyway, just to bucket list it, you know, as I just wanted to do it. It was a goal. And I was like, well, this is a good opportunity to write a book. So I wrote that book. Um, and then that was it. And then it just kind of evolved because I started to learn more about the topic than I knew in the first place over and over to the point where now it's been four updates. I'm not going to update it again though. I think it's got pretty much everything you could ever need to know. So, so what it, the book is about how to increase your testosterone naturally. Yes. Yeah. Does that mean like uh, with supplements? Is it with eating? Is it with exercise? Is it with fasting or is it with all those or with everything? So uh, what we did is we made a, we made a, uh, a pyramid that kind of basically demonstrates the, um, you know, you can't have a pyramid without everything involved. Right. Like, yeah. but there's a level of, of uh, necessity or importance involved where, you know, if you don't have the bottom, if you don't have the foundation built, then it's not like the top doesn't matter as much. So it's almost like the, the top, uh, it's almost, it's almost like a graph, you know, where it, it matters less like the intensity of, but um, it's still fun stuff. Like, for example, I, I put the supplements at the top. I think they matter the least, but they are a piece of the puzzle. And they can, they can give you that, that extra uh, piece that you need if you do all the other things. So the other things are the foundation is really actually micronutrients. Um, you know, I, I split micronutrients out of the nutrition section of it. You know, there's like micronutrients, nutrition, lifestyle elements, um, the training element and then the supplementation at the very top. Um, but I split the micronutrients out of nutrition cause I started to realize the more research I was doing, looking into this stuff and, and really into the more principle based system of healing the body. I uh, was, I was seeing that at a very logical level at a biochemical level foundational um, the body uses these micronutrients as, as fuel to, to, to fuel the metabolic processes and, you know, involved and the hormonal processes involved. And we run into all of our dysfunction, pretty much all of it based on, on that level. If you look at, at the cause, like the physical cause of almost any disease is, is when your body doesn't actually have the fuel that it needs to run properly. And then the dysfunction starts and it cascades. And, and a lot of times people go for, they'll go for decades without where, where they're deficient in things. I guarantee you every person listening to this podcast is deficient in, you know, probably three or four things. If they were to test for micronutrients, it, we're always in some state of deficiency because of, uh, you know, our habits. So it helps to keep that in check and, and always just keep going back and looking at it. And it's easy to test for, um, but nobody tests for this stuff. And I started also to really realize how powerful it was when I read this book called nutrient power by a, uh, it's a PhD he's a researcher. He, uh, named William Walsh, and um, he applies it specifically to uh, psychological illness, so like like mental illnesses. Um, but he heals people from extremely um, difficult ones, like schizophrenia, with nutrients. 
with micronutrient. And he was doing this back in the eighties. And, uh, you know, not surprisingly, um, a lot of, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you know, it like who they're, what are they going to, they can't give people lithium for schizophrenia if, if, uh, they're being healed with, with B vitamins. Right. So, um, which costs nothing, you know, B vitamins, you go to, you know, there's a reason why Red Bull and like, um, you know, five hour energy costs next to nothing, but they're loaded up with like massive amounts of B vitamins because they're really inexpensive to, to produce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so as a treatment option, there's not much money in it. And, um, that, you know, nutrient therapy started getting demonized. And, but I was reading all the case studies this guy has, he, he's one of those, under the radar guys there's there there are a couple guys like that out there um that have some amazing research but just kind of it's been suppressed and uh because there's no money in it for on the on that big money scale you know yeah and um so that's when i started realizing with that system i was like yeah this system can it can it's powerful it can go way beyond testosterone like this guy is using this similar system just to you know he's curing schizophrenia like holy (laughs) shit yeah (laughs) You know, then you see like on how, how foundational of a level uh, micronutrients really are. And that's all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs. And uh, if you're deficient in them, it causes dysfunction. So, you know, that's kind of, that's the pyramid. That's the system. And I, I realized that that system goes way beyond the uh, testosterone. And the supplements play a, a fun part. It's, I see it as more fun. And the supplements can be a way to supplement to get rid of those deficiencies that you might have. Um, where there, there are ways to get rid of it. So if you're deficient, I, I basically, I, like I said earlier, I assume that most people are deficient in at least a small handful of things at any given moment. Um, and that's just reality, but there, there are ways to correct those deficiencies. Supplements could be one food obviously is another one. Um, the, the nutrition plays a really important aspect of this. Uh, but that is, like extremely complex too and it's increasingly complex the more i read about about even just like individual things that people think are healthy um the more complex i see how it is like a lot of vegetables also contain anti-nutrients that strip uh nutrients from from our body and as defense mechanisms against being eaten for example and like a lot of people think vegetables are extremely healthy just in general but if we're talking about the stalks and leaves like leaves of plants, those things evolutionarily have evolved to protect themselves. They're not trying to be eaten by insects and animals. Whereas things like fruits and um, tubers are perfectly fine being eaten, right? Roots and, and uh, fruits, because the fruit, the seed in the fruit will, you know, it, it has this, it's basically evolved in having this germination, you know, this strategy where you eat it, you can't eat the seed from a peach, for example, or apple, also an apple seed just gets passed right through you ends up back in the ground somehow and uh, it's going to grow again. But with the, the stalks and the, the uh, leaves of the plant, it'll, it's trying to protect itself against from getting, from getting eaten. So wow. actually these little things inside of it. it, it it's like kind of, it's really complex and, and this might just be, I mean, it's not going to like kill you to eat kale or something, but kale, I mean, kale as an example is one that, um, it has a lot of antithyroid properties in it. It's got this compound that, that, um, I can't remember. It's called like thiocyanate or something. So it's a very close to cyanide, but it's a, it's called a goitrogen works against your thyroid. So I'm, the more I learn about 
and there was actually, there's a lot of cases of livestock being fed kale who developed goiter, all the livestock. And they, at first they couldn't figure out what, what it was and they realized it was kale. Um, so there's there, like nutrition is very complex too, but that's how you, you know, you can get these nutrients from the foods. You just have to be able to find the right foods that aren't going to also work against something else. And, uh, and then you have to be able to actually digest the foods. So where a lot of our gut flora is all messed up, um, because of blockers that we've been putting in our body since we were kids. So it's, it's, this is a big system. It's very complicated. Um, but I'm trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Trying to share that with people as I, as I do. So, and you share fun. that using your, like your pyramid, uh, analogy or your pyramids, uh, diagram. So, right. So tell me again, on the bottom, you have micronutrients. Yep. Micronutrients on the bottom, then nutrition, nutrition, which can fill that, but also involves the macronutrient level, which I think is important for people to look at. Um, you know, fulfilling the, their, like the protein requirements, whatever necessary, like the right types of fats, um, and, uh, the carbohydrates. And then, uh, up from that is lifestyle elements. So these are things that, you know, these are habits that we're doing. These are things, you know, like from, from sexual habits to, to, um, just, you know, movement habits, maybe not training, but something like like walking stress management is a huge part of the lifestyle element uh, because stress ultimately, you know, is going, is going to lead you down that path. If you have that chronic cortisol elevation, that's really well documented. Yeah. So, you know, that's all involved in the lifestyle stuff. Uh, Then training habits, there are, believe it or not, types of training that are going to work against you if you're doing that, you know, doing too much of it. And it all goes back to the stress actually with the training because you want to, you want to um, have a lot of you stress and there's you stress and distress. People just hear stress and they think, Oh, you know, I'm stressed out because of some problem or I'm stressed out because um, I got hit by a taxi and my body's stressed out, <laughs> you yeah. know, something like these kind of stress, but there's the you stress I think is a very important stress because it's a type of stress that your body can recover from and become better after that recovery. And uh, that's where I think the target of training is. But a lot of people also will go into a state of distress, like physical distress with their training by just overdoing it. Like they're just overtraining. Um, or they'll be in distress in this category by not training. By their body, your body needs some t- type of activity. It's always going to operate best if, if, you're, if you're active. Um, because it, it, just having any type of activity is going to give it, put it into that eustress state so it's going to be able to grow. It's going to get a little bit better every time. Um, so that's where the training category and then the supplements at the top, um, it involves supplements. I would lump in any kind of micronutrients that are going to correct those deficiencies, but I would also lump in like interesting things. There are a lot of interesting compounds out there that, that you can find in herbs, uh, in roots that, that are, they're uh, extremely effective at, at helping to lower stress in the body or at helping to um, fuel things inside the body and like stimulate things. So uh, that's kind of where the, I, I think it's fun. I, that's why I started a nutraceutical company because I think supplements are cool and there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's also a lot of bad stuff out there. Um, like very, like in terms of low quality things, but there are also compounds that your body doesn't need to be using that people are selling, um, you know, as, as like health supplements, just cause they're not educated in their own right. You know? Mm-hmm. So how would somebody, 
Well, first of all, how would I get tested to know where I'm? Is it a blood test? Is it what kind of test do I need to take? I'm, I'm listening to you right now and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't know if I'm healthy. I don't know if I have the micronutrients. I don't know any of that stuff. I, don't, I just know I don't feel great. So where do I go to get this tested? Yeah, so you, could, you can get the, these micronutrients tested in your blood. Um, okay. From, you know, if you go to, to like a general practitioner or whatever, if you get, if, wherever you would order a blood test. Um, now, now there's so many services in, like for blood tests you can get, which is awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming very, like personalized medicine is getting a lot easier, right? Yep. Um, so blood tests, but I think the best test, the, the best test I've seen is a hair test where it's in, in hair tests, you know, people don't, they might think, oh, they're not always accurate, but they are like extremely helpful if you're just looking for data points, which in this case this is what we're looking for. We're looking for data points because it's, it's almost like blood tests too. I mean, hormone levels skew blood test results pretty frequently um, at different times of the day. So it's, it's more like any kind of testing here, blood, hair, whatever, um, saliva, they all have varying ranges of accuracy based on probably on the hormone levels at, at any given time of the day. So what we're really going to look for is just data points. I think hair tests for micronutrients are the most effective. Um, they give you a wide range. Like you can really measure the full gamut of, of the important micronutrients with just a little a couple pieces of hair. Very easy, you know, no needles involved, uh, which for, is a big plus for a lot of people. Actually, a lot of people don't yeah. like using the, the needles. Um, I use a service called reset yourself. Uh, it's easy, just mail order. So they send you a, a thing in the mail. Um, you just cut the, they, it has instructions in the little envelope. Yeah. Tell you just like cut a piece, you know, this far away from the scalp, cut a couple pieces, just stick it in there like this and just mail it back to us. They, they'll hit you back like two weeks later. Um, walk you through your results. Show there's a cool dashboard shows how deficient you are in certain things. Uh, they actually leverage a lot of research, uh, based from a doctor. Um, I think he's in, I don't know what country he's in, but uh, Switzerland or something, but he, he's actually, he's one of those, those doctors who is like obsessive about nutrient analysis and, uh, started just compiling like massive amounts of data on it and looking for patterns. So, um, you know, whether people think those patterns are accurate or not, it's really, it's just his interpretation, but this company does a cool job of like, um, I remember one, like one of the patterns that they showed me was my, and it was very, it was accurate in my life. It was almost like spooky where they were able to tell me, um, how my, like in personality wise, how I was feeling based on the, the levels of my, um, electrolytes. So of, of uh, calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium. So I had this pattern that was exhibited that was actually a very common pattern. And it's common because um, it, it's called sympathetic dominance. So there's, there's uh, and it, it happens based on adrenaline and cortisol levels. So when your cortisol and adrenaline are elevated, uh, which go hand in hand, the, uh, the electrolytes, these certain electrolytes are, are basically leached. You know, they're lowered. Whereas, you know, my calcium levels were high relative to the levels of my potassium, uh, sodium, and magnesium. So, and this was just in, indicative of that pattern of, of cortisol. So, um, they, it was actually very accurate because I was very stressed out at that period in time about certain things in my personal life. So, it was, I was like, yeah, actually, you know, my thoughts are racing. I, I just can't shut it off. I'm having trouble sleeping, at, uh, you know, falling asleep t- sometime at night. 
at that point. So I was like, oh, that's very accurate. So what I do, I just focused on that. I was like, bam, I just started drinking a ton of mineral water that was high in those minerals. Uh, Gerald Steiner, which is, I think it's the best mineral water for like high mineral content. Uh, I supplemented with, with the magnesium and potassium, started adding salt to, you know, like sea salt to my uh, foods. And uh, within a few weeks, I was feeling very relaxed. I felt amazing, was falling asleep easily. It was literally like all the symptoms were gone that, that were, I was dealing with that I didn't really realize until they told me. They were like, are you feeling like this right now? I was like, yeah, actually I am. And they were like, this is, this is a, you know, it might not have triggered the psychological cause of the stress, but it was a way to like kind of reverse things on a physical level to get rid of that that feeling of the anxiety and the stress that was, that was there. So it was really powerful and it only took two weeks. And I thought that was, that was awesome. After that, I was, I was hooked. I was like, this is super cool. Um, I, I've met the founders and um, you know, we just, I, I'll like tell people about the service. It's, it's awesome. So um, I think that's the most effective one I've seen. There might be more effective ones out there, but that one's really good. Um, yeah. So you know, that one works. So people take, uh, take their hair, send it off, get the report, uh, go through the report, find out where they are, and then uh, how do they contact, uh, they contact you? Guys? They, they'll contact you. So if, if you do the test, they'll send you an email. They'll uh, they walk you through it on a on like a Skype call. It's it's really cool. It's very personalized, um, and they'll show you your dashboard and they give you this login and you can go in and check it out. So if you do future tests in the future, it'll show you like you have this history. Um, and so then once yeah, you have that, once you've got your, you know, and they've gone through it with you, do they tell you where to go to get what you need or do they contact you guys? So, oh, okay. I got you. So they, um, they give, they do give rec- recommendations in terms of like foods that you should be eating to, to, you know, get this back in your system, that sort of thing. So yeah, they have a, like a, if you're cl- if say it says your vitamin K is low, click on that. Boom, there's a list of you know recommended foods, things you could do. Ah, okay. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, True, Truth Nutraceuticals or True Nutra. Um, how do you determine, how do you guys make your formulas? How do you come up with those? Okay, so I, I come up with those with, um, you know, we look at the, what's the issue, right? So like I said, uh, first you'll look at, I'll look at a niche that people typically are going to go toward pharmaceuticals for and at this at this point people are actually asking us for things so okay. that's helpful so i'm starting to see trends of like people you know one of those is actually hair loss people are asking a lot about that um so I, i've been looking into that as just as an example um but you know for example testosterone right testosterone people have issues with low t a lot of the t boosters like t booster supplements out there in the market are just it's garbage it doesn't work uh they and because, you know, also people probably expect it to be like steroids, but if we look at it from, which they're not, you know, steroids are steroids. This is, we're looking at stimulating natural testosterone production. Let's look at how I made that formula, right? So I said, what's, what's the important part of natural testosterone production? There, there are a couple of things. First off, the micronutrients, like I said earlier, that's really important. So what are the main micronutrients that guys are deficient in, like statistically? And so there, there's actually data on that and okay. uh, with relationship with relation, cause there, there was actually this big study that they actually looked at a ton of guys in the U S um, I think it was like 500 or 700 or something. 
enough guys to get some patterns. And um, they they started they looked measured all micronutrient levels for every single person. They started looking at patterns, they had percentages, and everything. And the big ones that were related to testosterone specifically uh, were magnesium and zinc. And those were like kind of the big levers in my mind because the and then if you look at the research with, around those related to testosterone, if you're even a little bit deficient in magnesium and zinc, it's very your the t- testosterone production relies on it, so it's it's going to plummet. So if you can correct those deficiencies, there's actually research showing that if that's the cause of your low T, by correcting that deficiency, it'll your the testosterone production itself will rise significantly within just a few weeks. So I thought that was one really important thing to address for the formula. The second was stress because cortisol acts antithetically to testosterone. So the higher your cortisol is, the it's going to suppress testosterone production. And vice versa, if your cortisol is well-regulated at a normal healthy level, your testosterone level can continue to, to stay high and, and healthy. Um, so... I was like, well, what are some compounds that are that have a lot of research behind them that that effectively lower cortisol levels and help people to balance it, control it? <clears throat> so the big one there was um, was ashwagandha, and ashwagandha. There's a ton of good research on it. It's an herb, um, and I I noticed that a lot of the research with the more pronounced pronounced results, like very effective results uh, in men specifically. Also, not only were lowering and re- regulating cortisol, but they were increasing testosterone levels and free testosterone levels. I was like, that's awesome. In those studies, they were all using this one type. Uh, it was, it's called a KSM 66. And so it's a, this, this company started growing this strain of ashwagandha and they actually doubled, same way like people will grow cannabis strains, for example, and they'll have like different effects, right? Yep. They grew a strain of ashwagandha and they doubled the, um, the uh, percentage yield of the active component, which is called withanolides in, in that plant. So um, for the same, you know, if you took the same dosage, you're getting double the effective uh, ingredient and they, you know, they protected this strain. They called it KSM 66. I was like, that's awesome. They have all this clinical research on it being super effective. Boom. Something else for my formula. So that's kind of how I went through it. The other thing is uh, like with L- LH is the precursor to testosterone stimulated from your pituitary. So I thought that was kind of the other component that's important for testosterone production because you actually want to stimulate more LH. Mm-hmm. So I found a few ingredients that also in research were found to stimulate LH. So boom, you know, I had my formula packaged up um, and that, that's kind of how I work with all, all the formulas. And then we go and we go, we work with this organic lab in, uh, Southern California. And, uh, so I'll, I'll make a formula. I'll go to them. The guy who owns the lab is a biochemist. Uh, he's also very knowledgeable on formulas. If he has any input, we kind of go back and forth. And then he can, he basically contacts all the manufacturing, uh, like people like the KSM 66 people, for example, he has relationships with all these people. He brings in all the ingredients. Uh, we get it all mixed up, put in the right dosages and then bottled up in the capsules and and uh, got your product. Uh, you got it. Exactly. So how can the people listening to the podcast, how can they tell the difference between a quality product and a not quality product? Uh, like supplement wise? Yeah. Supplement wise. Um, I think a lot of it would be in the, like if there's probably like pre-purchase and post-purchase. 
Okay. So pre-purchase, a lot of that, the indicators will probably be in the marketing. Um, you know, I, I would say to look in, look at actual like citations. If, if a company says that their product's backed by research, then hopefully they would be able to give you that research, at least for those ingredients. You know, it, it's, it's kind of rare for companies to do clinical trials literally on a supplement um, formula, but the, what, you know, like I just kind of showed how we, we build our formulas. There's a ton of research on all these individual ingredients out there. And uh, the company should be able to demonstrate that to the consumer. It should be able to show that uh, here's, here are the studies that we use to build this formula. If they can't do that, then it's, you know, you should probably question the, the, the knowledge of the person that started that, that, that uh, company because they, there's, there are a lot of people in the supplement industry that don't know much about supplements. They're just doing it because it makes money. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's one thing. A lot of people do a lot of flashy stuff. Like, you know, uh, you walk into GNC, it's like straight up, uh, you know, epileptics nightmare in there. <laughs> Everything's shining and boom, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. It, it kind of like, I'd look for brands and, and it's also, I think it helps to have, and that's why I started doing videos, even though, even though I don't like, like, or I didn't like doing videos at the time, I started doing them because I, I think that trust, like you have to know, it helps to know who is actually making you the, the supplement, making that product. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm out there like telling people, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I care about the quality of this stuff. I, uh, I have a process for these formulas. I, have it, I'm educated in this in an area that's relevant to, to this stuff. I know how to read research, um, so it helps. And there are a couple companies out there that that are I think are solid supplement companies that um, either are citing massive amounts of research or they have founders who are public figures who talk about things that like you know you can see if someone really cares about the quality of their product or not if they're putting themselves out there. Um, and you can see if they're like living the life and walking the, the lifestyle too. And, and um, you know, kind of doing what they, what they promote. Um, if they're 400 pounds and they're talking, giving you health advice, you might not want to listen to them. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I think those are good indicators. And then obviously there's the indicator of um, if you take it and it works for you, then it's an effective product. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> So let's, let's transition a little bit here because, you know, one of the things I said when I introduced you uh, was that you've had, uh, well, you've taken uh, True Nutra or Truth Nutraceuticals and you've built it into quite a business, right? And you've got, for the last couple of years, I think you said you've had over 100 million views of your videos. Is that correct? Yep. Per year, last couple of years, we've averaged uh, over 100 million views a year on the uh, educational videos. So how did you do that? How did that happen? What's been the results of that? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, it kind of started, let's see, like I said, it, I didn't want to be on video. That was the first thing. <laughs> so it started out of a need cause I started, I was like, okay, I, I'm only going to do this cause I, I need to do this cause I have to just have some more efficient way of communicating. Cause I, I've done the blogging, we, you know, we had a site that was getting millions and millions of views. Um, you know, it was over a million a month, like 1.2 million visitors a month. But I, I still saw it as like not as effective as a way of communication as video. I was like, 
when you're on video, you can really like you connect with somebody and you can see if they're full of shit or if they, they're actually, you know, a cool person or they, and they care what they're saying. And, um, so, and I also saw it as like a personal development opportunity. It's like, okay, there's resistance here. I don't want to do this, but I need to, so I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how the ball got rolling. Um, I just started doing some YouTube videos, which turned into, because also my business partner on Kino Body, Greg, um, Greg O'Gallagher, he loves video. And, and he and I were always around. I was always like the guy in the background. I would do, you know, I would just be around like, hanging out. I'm like Greg, you, you do your thing, but I'm just going to be like behind the scenes. And, um, and he's awesome at it. You know, he's, he's really mastered the art of it. And uh, so he was also a motivator uh, for me because I started to see how effective his, his uh, communication was through video. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it. Uh, my first video is pretty awkward, but surprisingly some of the awkward ones were like I was, there's one, there's one video. I mean, it's gotten, uh, it's probably gotten over 10 million views just on it, on that one video in the time that's been out um, on Facebook. And it, uh, uh, I was so nervous that it, like I, I could, I was super short of breath and I was just nervous. I don't know why I was nervous. It was just me and then the camera guy in the room. There was like nobody there. And, but I was so nervous. I was just short of breath. And I, I like said all everything I was going to say. And uh, it's kind of a weird video too. I didn't think it would be anything, but this thing turned into like this monster video and uh, kind of funny to watch. Cause going back, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've come a long way. That's for sure. But it still was super effective back then. So, and it's, you know, it continues to be, we kind of recycle it through the, through the system every few months. And uh, so it continues like racking up the views, but it was about, it was about probiotics. And I had this, cool research showing how these, these uh, couple strains of probiotics give men bigger testicles. And I was like, I just did a video on that. <laughs> and somehow this thing turns into like one of the biggest ads that we've done. Um, gave, gave people big balls, right? So that's yeah. the, uh, oh my gosh. So, tell, you know, in your videos, are you just like sell, sell, hammer, sell? Or what are your videos like for people that haven't seen them? Yeah, it's, it's very soft sell oriented. Um, I kind of go through, I, I like to do a ton of education on it, but I, I like to educate things that are relevant. So there's obviously, it's like relevant to the product. And it's almost like a lot of people, I, it's interesting because I see this misconception a lot of in, in the comments on some videos where people think that, that because I'm selling a, a product at the end of the video, that like they somehow got tricked and swindled into watching the video or that like, I'm only doing it or they, they think that basically like I'm trying that I didn't have a good product, but I have to like come up with something to like sell a product. Like there are a lot of easier ways to do this, to, to sell something than like come up with, you know, this, this video that takes a really long time to do. And um, the thing is, is like I have these great products and I'm trying to figure out how to, it's like the opposite of what people think where I, it's like I developed this awesome product. Now I got to get people to care about it. I got to get people educated on why they would want to consider using this product. And um, so I, I kind of work backwards and I'm like, all right, what are the, all the great things about my product? What are, what are the angles of that? So like we're looking at, you know, you, to use the big balls probiotic video, for example, <laughs> there are cool strains in this probiotic that I developed that in the, it's a really good probiotic. 
um, tons of testimonials on it at this point. And, but there are a couple strains in it that do this. There's research showing that they give bigger balls, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to just work backwards on the, the formula. It's like, I, I trust this formula. It's a great formula. So what are some interesting things about it? And uh, then it kind of like morphs backwards into this, this longish video that talks about like all these interesting things and these different studies about these strains and uh, curveball, they give you bigger balls and uh, you know, and then, and then introduce the product. And it's like, uh, and kind of a a common uh, formula that I use for at this point, it's turned into a formula because I've done so many times, but it's like, um, you know, talking about a problem, you introduce a problem. So what's the main and I like to introduce the problem that my supplement ultimately helps to solve. Sure. Right? So in the beginning, you're going to introduce an issue. It's a common issue. Um, insulin resistance, for example, a lot of people have that issue. Then um, I look at, well, what are the components of this? How, how do you make sense of, of this for yourself? Cause a lot of people hear the doctor, the doctor would say, you have insulin problems. You have insulin resistance, take this drug. Um, but they don't know anything about it. There's no education involved. So I'll say, here's the issue that you've probably heard of. And if you have it, if you have problems with this issue, you know, you probably want to pay attention to this a little bit. I'm going to educate you on really what's going on here in your body. And uh, so I talk about how this works. First off, what is insulin? How do you become insulin resistant? Like how do you even get to that place in the first place? And then what are some ways naturally to reverse that? So, and, but I don't like to just say like here buy my supplement because like I said earlier, like on the pyramid nutrition is actually more of a foundational element. So one of the things I like to do is tell people foods they can eat. So here, you know, to help reverse your insulin sense or to increase insulin sensitivity, reverse insulin resistance. Uh, first off, you know, fasting, a lot of research around that helping with that case. And then here are some foods that you could be eating to help with that as well. And here are some compounds. Like there are some natural compounds out there that do this and are well-documented in research. You know, berberin, cinnamon, chromium. These things can help with that. So that's why, and, and it goes back to the what I said earlier about like how I developed the formulas. This naturally is like kind of brings people through that because it's like, well, I was looking at this issue. Then, you know, you look at some foods, but there's also these compounds that could be in supplements that people go buy separately berberin, cinnamon, um, and chromium, they would go by separately, but it's like, well, I developed this formula. Here's my formula. It costs less than if you were to go buy all this stuff separately. It's mm-hmm. more convenient than eating all these different foods all the time. And a lot of people don't like fasting, so it might not be convenient for them. But my supplement actually is convenient because that's why I developed it in the first place, to be convenient and to actually be effective based on the research that I just showed you. So it's like that makes for a winning, a winning offer right there. Ah, so you do problem. So what I heard you say is a hey, talk about the problem. Then what are the components of the problem that they have um, components of the problem so that they can understand the problem? Then what are the natural ways to reverse it? But these natural ways require a lot of effort on your part. And my formula, though, will make it easy for you to get the same thing. Yeah, it's because ultimately people are going to want a convenient Something that whatever is more convenient, costs less, but is as effective or more effective. I mean, why why would you say no to something like that? So that's that's exactly how. Yeah, it's a no brainer. 
Yeah. Ah. Just make it a no brainer and, and educate people. Like people want to walk away learning something and feeling like that was, even if they don't buy the product, feeling like it was time well spent because now they understand something that they didn't before. So, um, it's, you know, it's a valuable piece of content that you can use and it, and it converts sales. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I read in once in like, I think it was Dan Kennedy's book about like how to brand, build your brand around direct response around like this style of, you know, you don't have to go and like stick up billboards to build a brand, build a brand through telling the truth about how great your product is through, through the experience that the customer has when they're kind of, you know, maybe considering your product or when they buy your product, then the customer experience after that. So you build a brand through that. And that's kind of how, like, I, I like to have this really high quality, like very educational, very valuable, even if someone doesn't buy something where it's still building my brand. Cause my, my brand ultimately is still giving a, leaving a positive impact on that person. So that's, that's the goal. So you like that relationship that you form with your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how many videos do you think you've done? Uh, I don't know. Maybe 500 at this point. Wow. Personally. And then with Kino body, probably another 700, maybe, maybe wow. more. Yeah. So let's talk about Kino body for a minute. Uh, that's with your partner, Gregory, right? Gregory, uh, uh, O'Gallagher. Yep. And, uh, so who's in better shape, you or him? Oh, uh, Greg is, yeah, he is, he is a master. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering that cause, uh, I mean, you're not in bad shape, I'm sure. No, I, I still, yeah, I still got it, but he, he, uh, he's got it nailed. Like he has, his system is so damn good. Um, that, and he's just stays super lean all the time. You know, like he'll go get a, routine body fat test and be like 6%, 7%. So, you know. And he's able to do that mostly through the way he eats, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he uses all the systems that, that we uh, talk about in the videos and everything in the courses. So just this week, I've tried the um, intermittent fasting. I've tried the not eating until, because this is what you were doing, and you don't eat until when. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about how you eat. Well, at this point, I'm, I'm routinely, most days I'm eating once a day. Um, but, you know, the most I'll eat in one day, I'll eat twice a day. So um, typically I'll eat like on a normal like twice a day thing. I'll, I'll go until the afternoon, won't eat anything, just have some coffee and water. Um, do, you know, a lot of work, occupy my mind. Otherwise, it, I'm not even hungry at this point, so it's not really like a distraction thing. Um, then... I'll have like, I'll break the fast with some sort of fruit, like smoothie, maybe some bone broth, some where it's got the salt, the good amino acids, the anti-stress amino acids like glycine, taurine, and then um, having just a big meal at night, you know, uh, people don't, they're like, how do you eat enough? But I like to eat, man. So <laughs> I like to eat a big giant meal. I'd rather eat a big meal than a bunch of bird food throughout the day, you know? So that, that's uh that's the, that's the habit. And in the keto body, like Greg's system is very similar to that. Um, it's really effective at keeping you at lower body fat and you stay strong. You don't lose muscle. You, you feel great all day, very focused. 
Um, this is the opposite of what everybody else says. Small meals throughout the day, right? You, have a, you can't miss your breakfast. Most important meal of the day. You guys aren't even having breakfast. You're not even really having lunch much. I think the whole breakfast thing was based on uh, cereal companies. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Cereal companies weren't even a thing until, what, the 50s or something, 40s? Uh-huh. Uh, that's uh, suspiciously when that whole marketing campaign cropped up. And, you know, I don't trust stuff like that. I, I like looking for the history. You know, I read this book by this guy, Edward Bernays, that it's called Propaganda. And he is the father of modern propaganda. And he wrote a manifesto on it. So, you know, he, and he's got all sorts of examples in there of stuff that he did. And, uh, you know, you read stuff like that and you're, and this is from the source, this guy did it. And, uh, you know, he sold wars. Like he, he made, he sway, he was a master of swaying public opinion in certain ways. So, you know, you read stuff like that. It's, uh, the more you start to open your eyes to the way that the world really works, you know, in that sense. And uh, I started to distrust things like when you hear, it's almost like when you hear something too much from the masses, you know, like just everyone's mouth, it's probably wrong. At yeah. this point. And, and so there's, that's an interesting thing. Like the breakfast one is just in one example. It's like, ever since we're kids, we're told this, right? Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Uh, if you don't eat all the time, you're going to, your metabolism will die. You know, you'll go into starvation mode. It's like, where does this even come from? And, and why does everyone know or know it? You know, it's like, this, it's just kind of, kind of spooky. So, you know, I like, <laughs> I like to question things like that. Cause, and there's also my favorite philosopher, um, um, Balthazar Gracian. He, he, uh, has, he writes like, he's very, very succinct in what he writes, but it's like super powerful. And, um, one of, that's one of his things that, that he wrote back. I don't, he, I think he's around like 1400s, 1500s, but he wrote about that is like, if, if the masses agree upon it, it's almost always wrong. So um, <laughs> that's been I, got, a thing I got one of those for you as well in my industry, in the dental industry. So, uh, do you know where going to the dentist twice a year came from? You know, so most insurance companies say, you got to see your dentist twice a year, right? And we'll pay for you to go to the dentist twice a year. That came from a Pepsodent commercial in 1960, where they said, use Pepsodent and see your dentist twice a year. That's the only research for that that exists. It has nothing to do with anything. Some people need to come four times a year. Some people need to come every week. Some people don't need to come every three years. Has yeah. nothing to do with anything. But insurance companies have adopted that as the standard. Yeah, and then it just pushed. It's just pushed out. Yeah, it's like it's unstoppable at that point in the public persona. Has nothing to do with anything. So that's that's interesting. That's a good example. That's but the power of, the, of marketing, though. That's the power of, uh, especially back then, and like when you're looking at commercials in the '70s or something. Like how limited was the distribution? Right now, there's a lot of distribution. You can, you know blast out bajillions of views on, on Facebook and YouTube now or all anywhere else on the internet. But like back then, imagine how powerful, that's why that got so damn powerful because probably this commercial that was running for a few years on nighttime television and the entire U S population was watching it every single night. And then the insurance companies ad adopt it. And then it's, then it's game, uh, over, you know? game over. So it sounds like you have kind of figured out the, um, 
supplement business, figured out how to create supplements that actually work, supplements that are actually targeted, figured out now how to market that, figured out how to combine that with a eating and fitness program with KinoBody. So what's next for you? I mean, you've got hundreds of millions of views every year. You're killing it on, on Facebook, killing it on YouTube, creating videos that people like, having developed personalities, both you and Greg, that people enjoy hearing from. You have your own podcast, right? Yeah, Greg and I have a, a podcast called Road to Ripped. And, uh, Great name. Thanks. Yeah, that, that was like, it was honestly the first thing we ever did together. So it's kind of a relic of like years past and we just kept it around and it's fun. Um, and yes, you do a podcast and it's number one on iTunes. Most people do a podcast and nobody even knows about it. How yeah. the heck do you do that? Ingenuity. <laughs> I know. That's one of the things I noticed uh, when we were talking about all this stuff is that you've found a way to maximize your efforts. Instead of like just doing something, you maximize it. You take it to the nth degree, whether that is nutrition, whether that's fitness, whether that's eating, whether that's marketing, you take it to a degree that most people dream of but never do. And I don't know how you did that. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that because just in our conversation, when I was talking about your podcast and my podcast, I was saying, you know, I put out a podcast, but you launch a podcast. It's like such a different animal in the way you think. And maybe that's because of years of not doing it that way. Or how did that come about? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just part of like how I always thought. Cause I always, I didn't, maybe it's like, oh, interesting. I'm just thinking about when I like uh, back when I was a kid, what my natural propensities were. It's funny. Cause it interest, it was always, if I really cared about something, I would do it. I would be obsessed but if I didn't, I wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, sometimes it get me in trouble for being lazy, but I wasn't being lazy. I just didn't care. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do that thing because it had no meaning. And, um, you know, that's probably that same, I don't know if that's just programmed in or something, but cause when I would do things, I would do them really well. Yeah. But then if I didn't, you know, like even as a kid and that, that was just always, I would just be obsessed with it. But, um, that's, I don't know. It's you kind guys, of yeah. You guys seem fearless. I mean, it's just, uh, you don't, and, and the way you've combined all the different things that you do synergistically to create this momentum has been, you know, it's just fascinating to, to see where most people talk about doing that. You've actually done it. I mean, I can't imagine as many people that get a hundred million views a year, on the work that they do. You know, most people are happy with 30,000 or something like that, you know, and you've got hundreds of millions. I, you know, I looked, uh, I think on your YouTube channel, you put out a video and you get a couple million people every time looking at it. Well, the, the, so YouTube's more like the organic ones, but yeah, I mean with, with KinoBody, we've had a few big hits on the organic side on YouTube. Um, yeah. Millions on there. Yeah. Facebook, you put out I better. I think Facebook, Facebook, we can ramp things up fast, like a couple of days, get a million views. Um, and you guys do spend some money with Facebook, right? Yeah, I think that's it's part of the part of the equation. Um, you know, and that's why the it's it's a marketing funnel. I mean, you have to be able to get you have to pay at this point. You have to pay to get your message out. So you have to make sure that 
especially Facebook just updated again that, you know, dropped organic reach like to almost nothing. So it's just part of like, where, what's the environment that you're in, right? So back when Facebook was just getting started, organic reach was crazy. You could get, like I had a, I had a friend who started doing kind of unknowingly, he started doing this thing. I was probably five years ago now before they started updating, like regulating all the organic stuff. He started doing these, this kind of this really simple tactic. And he, he was all over, like he had these viral, he was one of the first guys that did like viral video stuff really well on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There weren't even videos and he was sharing them and just like, they were just going ape shit all over the place. But that stuff is a, it's a thing of the past. Like he was in one week, he was all like on literally everyone's Facebook feed, like all over it. The way, however the algorithm worked, like he literally was that guy. Um, he got 1.5 million fans in the span of like three weeks or something like that. Wow. And then, you know, Slate wrote an article about him, how he was the Facebook whisperer. And, and then like he got all this attention and then Facebook was like, boom, they, they like cracked down hard on that stuff. And so now at this point, and it's just been through iterations since then of, of suppressing that building their, their publicly traded company. You gotta, you gotta pay to play on Facebook. So you have to make sure that the the videos are well done, that they, they work, um, that there's some way it's all about like a value exchange. So I have to be able to pay, I have to get back enough, in uh, revenue to actually reinvest to continue to the cycle. Um, so it's just part of the game, you know, part of getting the, the message out. It's interesting, you know, um, for people that are listening and people that are watching, it would be possible to hear you and think, hey, he seems kind of like a beach bum kind of guy. I don't know if he really knows what he's talking about. But then when you actually get to sit down and spend time with you and I start listening to what you're saying, you know, even with the marketing stuff, you've got this stuff down to the, you know, so much about it that it just kind of cracks me up. You're very nonchalant about what you guys have done and the way you do it, but you know an awful lot about it. I mean, you've got all these statistics and you know um, more than anybody I know about this, uh, about this kind of stuff. And you've got proof to show that you know how to do it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that really is interesting because I, I wouldn't have expected that. You know, when we first met, you were that guy kind of sitting over in the corner. You had your hat on. You didn't really talk much. You didn't really say much. But I remember our mentor kept saying, well, there's the first trillionaire over there. <laughs> pointing at you and calling you the trillionaire. And I couldn't quite figure that out. But, uh, you know, I'm starting to see now <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah, that was a good compliment. That was, that was good. That's yeah, good. so... <laughs> He's, he's, you're the only one young enough that's going to that's gonna be able to uh, to do that in the way you think and, and push the limits. So it's been a lot of fun for me just to watch and see what you're doing because you do push the limits. I mean, it, it's kind of like no fear. And yeah, I mean, why? I guess why, why be afraid, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I really, I know we're probably over our time limit already, but uh I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sharing so much of your knowledge. And, uh, you know, if people want to get a hold of you and learn more about what you're doing, how can they get a hold of you? What's the best way to connect with you? I think like on a, on a personal level, uh, I would say, uh, I don't know if you want to get a personal level, but I mean, if you're on your company. Yeah. Well, on a personal level, if you just want to like, 
hit me up with a message or something, it's always much better on Instagram because there's like a million ways people are trying to message me, but I hate all of them except Instagram. Um, so I like Instagram and my Instagram is at underscore Christopher Walker. And, uh, so that one's good. And then in terms of like, uh, my companies, if you want to find, uh, so truthnutra.com is where we have truth Nutra. And then, uh, kinobody.com is kinobody. Um, let's see. I mean, there, yeah, pretty much from those two properties, you can find really, you know, anything. What you're doing. And yeah. your podcast is Road to Ripped. Yeah, Road to Ripped. It's on iTunes. Um, I, th- I think, if you, I mean, if you just search Road to Ripped, it'll be there. So, yeah. Well, you've got a lot going on, man. Uh, I don't know what a day in your life is like, but I can imagine it's quite busy with all the stuff you guys got going on. So it's, it's not so bad though. We're looking at learning from, from our, our mentor Randy on, on high leverage, right? Yeah. yeah. Delegation. So you, you, you know, you said in your, in your bio that you love surfing and, and I'm sure the beach, but you're about to move, huh? Yeah. I'm moving to Boulder. So Boulder, Colorado, we're moving truth Nutra there. And, well, in Kenobi too, we're, you know, that'll be our corporate HQ in Boulder. Uh, we're negotiating right now for a, a office on Pearl street. Oh, so wow. It's going to be like right in the middle of all, you know, right in the thick of it. And, uh, so anyone that wants to drop by and visit, <laughs> come by, I think we'll, we'll put a, uh, we'll get a box. Uh, one thing I want to do, cause since we're going to be in such a cool place, like where there's a lot of people that are into natural health stuff, and fitness and that sort of stuff. I want to have like, a box of some supplements, a box of shirts and hats and stuff. That, so if people do come by the office, then, then, uh, you know, we could say hi and get a free t-shirt or something. So oh, that's awesome. You're going to have to break out your Birkenstocks if you don't have them already. Oh yeah. I don't have them. I'll just, I have rainbow sandals. So. <laughs> Cause I went to, I went to college. Uh, I went to undergrad at CU in Boulder. So yeah, I lived that Boulder life for, for a little while. It's a, that's a great spot, man. You're, you're going to love it there. So well, we're going to have to do the, uh, that run you were talking about. So the Boulder Boulder. Yeah. So th- that's an awesome run. You'll, you'll, you'll just get up and I did it 25 years in a row. And that was the only day of the year that I ran. Yeah. So, that's, that's kind of how I'm, I don't really like running anymore. And, but that sounds like a fun time. So. Yeah, every corner's got a band playing. There's people throwing marshmallows at you and squirting you with water. And I mean, it's just a fun time. When you finish, you finish in Folsom Field, which is, um, you know, you feel like you've finished the Olympic marathon because there's 60,000 people and they're screaming at you when you when yeah, you fall through. So, yeah, I read this book called uh, Running with the Buffaloes, where I don't know if you've ever read that book. But no. It's, a, it's about the CU Boulder um, track field. Oh, so yeah, they talked about Folsom Field and all that. I, I I went around the campus recently, or when I was there in back back in November, uh, for I don't know, like an hour or so. But I I need to explore it a bit more, like check out all the cool stuff. You're gonna love Boulder, man. That's gonna be a lot of fun. And then you're a lot closer, so I can come up and visit you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I gotta come out to New Mexico too. So. Yep, we'll do it. Well, look. I appreciate you spending a, an hour and a half with us in uh, on the East Coast, and I look forward to seeing you again in Chicago. Yep. And uh, I really appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully, Thanks. Some, learn some stuff. So. I learned a lot of stuff, and I'm sure our uh, <laughs> podcast listeners did too. So, thanks again. Have a great night.